Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the Concealed Scars Podcast. Today, our topic is men and mental health. Some facts about men and mental health are that major mental health in men is depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and eating disorder. 7% of African-American men will develop depression during their lifetime. Mental disorders that are not treated make some African-American men more vulnerable to incarceration, homelessness, substance abuse, and homicide and suicide. Today, I have three special guests, Chris, Alana, and Odeon. Welcome. Thank you for accepting the invitation. This is great. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for allowing us being here. You're welcome. I'm going to just allow y'all to like introduce yourselves a little bit, and then we'll go on in and start. All right. So we'll start off with Elena. Ladies first. So, good evening, everybody. My name is Elena. I am a registered mental health counseling intern in the state of Florida, which is basically a fancy way of saying I got a test I take this summer, and then I'll be a licensed mental health counselor in the state. Currently, I work for uh, one of the hospital systems here in Florida as a counselor, and I also have my own private practice, um, ARS Counseling Enterprises, LLC. And I am here to provide the mental health piece of, of it all. Okay. Well, Grand Rising, everyone. What's going on, people? Great people. Uh, my name is Chris White, and I currently am a business and personal consultant. Um, of course, I help people with their business. So if you need any help with anything, business, personal, holla at me. My name's Odeon Agni uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a registered behavior technician basically work with children autism. Um, I love sports, love hooping. Let's get to it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank you. So my reason for doing this episode was solely because one, it's still not talked about as much, but it's becoming more in the forefront. People are more aware of mental health, especially in the black community. And then two June was mental health month for men. And I just really wanted to touch on the topic because I don't know who, I don't know who listens to the podcast. So if it'll help somebody hearing somebody else's story, I'm all for it. Like that's my whole purpose of this podcast in general. But to start off, I wanted to ask um, Chris and Odie, um, do y'all practice self-care, like, in general? I do, but I probably should more than I do. Like, right now, you know, if that makes sense. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, from my point of view, uh, yes and no. Um, yes. Recently, uh, I've started, you know, practicing self-care only because I realized, you know, just like you said, mental health is very important. Um, one of my biggest things was I usually put myself under or put myself behind everyone else. So I put everyone else before me. So I felt like that being that I did that, it kind of affected me as an individual and just being able to just worry about what's my, what I really want to do and, you know, what's, what's going on with me as a, as a person. Um, and yeah, 
from my point of view. Yeah, I definitely feel that, bro. You know, you have to be selfish for yourself, you know? And, like, people take that in a negative way sometimes, you know? But at the same time, like you said, like, if you're, you can't really look out for someone else if you don't know what's best for you, you know? So, mm-hmm. Self-care definitely is important. Okay. Elena? <laughs> so, I practice self-care probably pretty regularly, like, for me on a daily basis no is a form of self-care for me because I, I used to be in a space mentally where I was just oh yeah I'll figure it out yes 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 and it was more draining than it was rewarding for me so that's like an everyday form of self-care I do but I also mm-hmm. do like to take either be it a, a actual trip like a, a planned big trip or even a, a drive down to St. Augustine for the weekend but I like to do something for myself at least once a month so I try to be intentional with myself here not just passive okay yeah I definitely practice self-care a lot I have a massage appointment booked every month on the dot like I have it scheduled like I need it I'm trying to be like you (laughs) I got I got my first massage I was like yep this it so they talked me in the subscription. So that's how I got on that. I'll get my nails done real quick. Like on days that I'm not working or doing anything with all the orgs that I'm in. Like I block everybody out and I'm going shopping because I have a shoe problem. Like I practice self-care religiously. <laughs> that's that's good that you have it on, pur- like, on purpose self-care. Because a lot of times we inadvertently. Mm-hmm. The thing that you do it on purpose is perfect. It's perfect because you actually having a balance, you know. And I feel like that's the most important, being able to balance the like, like your life period, you know. Because the biggest thing when it comes to males, we we always like look at everything as we have to be the main ones to um take care of everyone else, but we never look mm-hmm. for ourselves. And it, it some I mean, from my point of view, like and I can say like recently, I I um. I just started back because when I was younger, of course, and prior to me going to college, I was doing, I was, you know, getting my, getting my nails done, my feet done, stuff like that. You know, I just mm-hmm. recently started back getting doing it, you know, and I feel like that just changed my whole mindset, not only my mindset, but my viewpoints. And just like you, Shaq, uh, I, I started doing massage and I actually got my, my roommate on massage, Odeon as well, you know, and getting massages and you know, that's something that we try to do at least like twice <laughs> or one, twice every two months or once every two months. No, definitely. And like the fact that Chris is aware of stuff like that, it is kind of like refreshing in a sense, you know, because like most guys don't understand that, you know, like they whether look at it like they can look at it in different perspectives or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it's just like at the end of the day, you need it, you know, it's something that you mm-hmm. need yourself to like kind of like grow thrive on earth you know what mm-hmm. well i'm glad that y'all have self-care days and y'all acknowledge them i need y'all to do a little better but i'm glad that you acknowledge some of them. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put us on game you know yeah put us on Listen, some game man definitely definitely so these are a couple of my favorite questions that i came up with okay do you allow yourself to be vulnerable when you're in relationships or around friends? Ooh, that's a good one. Odion, you want to start on that first? 
Oh, I, I mean, I can start. I mean, that's fine with me. Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I I say no, um, only because okay. um, just by my history, you know, and I feel like yeah. that's 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 one thing that 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 hinders me as well when it comes to relationships, and the reason why I'm not looking for a relationship as of right now is because mm-hmm. you know I feel like. That's just something I don't take into consideration, you know? Um, and, like, we're good. Um, when it comes to, like, how do you, as y'all being black men, how do y'all deal with being labeled as a statistic? Like, how does that affect your mental health? Like, I know, but I don't know. Honestly, I like challenges. So, from my point of view, being labeled as a statistic and, and being able to not only prove people wrong, but also prove mm-hmm. myself right is the best thing for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm very, like, uh, I think both of us, me and Oyan, both, both, like, um, how do I say this? We're on, on the fence with everything. I, I, I don't want to say on the fence, but more of like... Basically, like, we like seeing right. things through for real, right? Yeah, like, we will get to bring, like, we're, 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 we're kind of those people that, you know, we expect people to, to label us and look at us in a certain way, but at the same time, that's not going to affect who we are as a person. And you shouldn't allow, I feel like you shouldn't allow people to affect who you are as a person if you believe who you are. If you have your confidence, if you, if you understand who you are as an individual person, then you shouldn't let what people think or what people say alter any of that. Um, why do you think boys or young men are taught that they shouldn't express themselves? And do you see it as emasculating? Mm. One more time, repeat it, repeat it again. Why do you think boys are taught that they shouldn't express their emotions? And do you see it as emasculating? I feel like I feel like they could be taught like that because you know, like being a leader is mm-hmm. like you can't show like no, you know, you got that the backbone, you know, like you're supposed to like be the one picking up people, all that yada yada, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I feel like that comes with like the vulnerability, you know, like emotions is life, you know, like me personally, I don't know. That's like my child, if I had a child, I'm teaching him, you know, like feelings is like one thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying like everybody got feelings, you know, like you, you have to take everybody feelings accountable. It's not saying like you have to feel bad for everybody, but it's just like everybody got them, you know, like whether they're invalid or not, it's just what it is. So, you know, like I feel like. It's just, that's just like coming with perspective, you know what I'm trying to say? Growth, like this whole mental health thing, like I was talking about, like we're talking about to begin with, you know, like, I feel like kids nowadays is more so like they're doing things because it's cool, because it's like, I mean, that's what's always been, you know, but it's just like, they're more like adaptable, more knowledgeable 
to things that we do. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's just like, yeah. if we're showing A, B, and C, we're doing this, that, like how we're continuing doing, it's just like, not only are they following it, but it's just like, that's all they're becoming of. Like, there's no, there's no opportunity to grow, you know? In a sense, like some mm-hmm. kids just get locked in that, locked in that state of, oh, I can't, you know, all, all girls are A, B, and C, or this, that, you know what I'm trying to say, so on and so forth. So it's just like, you know, like, it definitely does suck, but you know, needs to needs to be uh fixed. And uh, what's it called? Being labeled as a statistic, like, does it? How does that affect your mental health, or do you allow it to affect your? Oh, mental like I agree with Chris said a thousand percent. With that being said, I feel like you label yourself as one is just like kind of like bashing yourself you know what I'm trying to say like even saying that's even a part of you you know what I'm trying to say because that's just like mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say like people just saying yeah. that. you know what I'm trying to say I get you saying. So, like, so with that being said it's like why do y'all think boys young men and young boys are taught that they shouldn't express their emotions and do you see it as emasculating because some people say that's what it is. Um, honestly, um, I don't see it as emasculating. Um, from my point of view, I do feel like you need to have an inner, inner, um, a connection with your inner self. Um, only because. That is very important when it comes to knowing who you are and knowing what you want to do and who you are as an individual. But, I mean, I do feel like, you know, crying is not, it's nothing wrong with crying because, you know, emotions is emotion. You got to let emotions go. But I, the reason why I feel like people do it is because they don't want them to automatically run to that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, with, with being in the, the black community, the first thing that we, we were taught is, one, uh, don't cry. Two, don't tell nobody business. And three, make sure you know you, you fend for yourself. So I feel like yeah. with that being said, that's that's really where, where the mental comes in and where you where you put yourself and what you do after that is what makes who you are as a person. What comes to mind when you hear the term concealed scars? Concealed scars. Um hmm. When what comes to mind when I hear concealed scars, I hear stitches. Okay. Right. So the reason why I say stitches is when you when you when you hurt yourself and you know you get stitches, mm-hmm. it, it, you and you tend to you're trying to heal the scar, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? So that that's that's what really no, came to my mind. No, you're wrong. There's no No, no, no. I'm just saying like that. That's really what came to my mind. Like concealed scars. Like literally, is just on some. Okay, this is this is something that that has affected me, and how how am I gonna go from me being scarred from this moment in time to be concealed mm-hmm. and solid to 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 what I'm wanna do, and how am I gonna grow, and what it what is it gonna take for me to get from being scarred to concealed? Mm-hmm. There's no wrong answer. I just like asking people that Not because of course. mostly male cousins. And then 
like when I went off to school, it was different because one, I'm an only child. So my alert for stuff in general is just on 10. So when I joined other orgs, like I joined this org called Sisters Incorporated and they have a brother organization, which is how I know Chris, which is Progressive Black Men. So (laughs) when we would go out or we would just be out in certain places and I know that we're all together, like I'm always on high alert, like with them because I'm like, y'all like they made me nervous. Like they weren't doing anything, but it's just the fact that it's a group of us together. Just being a group of just black people together already has people on a hundred. Like they're already like, what are they trying to do? Like, no, we just we just here. Like there's nothing going on. We just here. So that made me real cautious as well. Like, y'all gotta chill out. Like y'all not doing anything, but it's just yeah, and become, I don't know how to explain it. No, they didn't do anything. Like, they all right. They with us. Like, no. Like, we real, pro- I was like real protective of them. Like, I am with my cousins. When I went off to school, I wasn't with my family. So they became my family. So I was, I became just as protective. Mm-hmm. And Chris will tell you that. Like, I was on 10, but I wasn't on 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, but I'm glad that you know we got that out because I know the talk is something like the fact that we have to have this talk with our community in general is already messed up on how to address yourself how to act when you get pulled over because the simplest things can just set whoever pulled you over off and it might not even be anything. They're just feeling real good that day and just, who knows? Nobody really knows what's going on in anybody's You're mind in those situations. Right. You're absolutely right. Definitely, definitely right. And I, I do actually agree with you. And I feel like, you know, a lot of things come with experience, you know? Um, the biggest thing is when you see it on TV or when you see it, you know, on you hear about it, you know, on the radio, it's like, man, what, what, what if that could have been me? You know, that, that could, that could have been, that could have been my family, but that could be my cousin, that could have been my brother. But at the same time, it's about what are you gonna do after that? That's gonna not make you, you know, what are you, what are you gonna do to that to make sure that your, that isn't your brother or that isn't your cousin? You know, you can't, but you don't, you also don't want to be like overly precautious as well too because then yeah. you know you're going to limit yourself to a lot of different stuff and being that you never want to limit yourself to anything in life um, because if you limit yourself then you will never grow um, but I do agree um, and I do I do. it's a lot of things you know when it comes to being like a black or African American male um, we, it's a lot of stuff you know we have strikes on our backs you feel me we have a target on the back, point blank, period. But at the same time, but at the same time, it's about, are we gonna allow this target to just stay on our back? Are we gonna maneuver? Are we gonna allow it to, you know what I'm saying? Are we gonna keep it on our back and just keep walking? Or are we gonna take it off and grow from it and use this target as something else? You know what I'm saying? Use it as a shield instead of a target. 
I don't think some people realize like we say it's not like sometimes we all may say like no it's not affecting me but it can subconsciously affect you and you not even know it exactly so that's the crazy part like I'm telling you it's not but in the back of my mind like no this is really like bothering me like I'm anxious all the time when I'm in certain situations or in certain surroundings. Like, and those are trauma responses. Honestly, like when you when you experience something, even if it doesn't end traumatically, but it's just the fact that that racial trauma of just. I mean, while it's lit to be black, it can be exhausting because people always have this mindset of how you should be, what you should be doing. Uh, why you don't why are you not fitting the stereotype I have of you in my head? Mm-hmm. So it's like it becomes exhausting and then you do have those those responses to things that you know you you may not like you say it's subconsciously you're thinking about it and you're like, oh man, I didn't even mean to do it like that. Thank I, so I much. come off like mm-hmm. that. So it's definitely a lot of like subconscious like trauma responses that happen from being black. We do, we're trying to do better with, like, you know, like I said, I'm glad that our community is more aware of mental health, mm-hmm. especially mental health in men, because I'm not even going to lie, I've been watching I Am Athlete, I don't know nothing about athletes, but that YouTube <laughs> podcast is amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something, one thing I did learn, and I learned by myself is, a lot of men, a lot of, a lot of Males in general, we use sports and different activities to help us when it comes to like mental health. Because when it when like for me, I could say when I was when I had those points of like being angry or you know feeling in my feelings, I used to play football and I used to take it out on all the people on the field. I'm not even gonna cap to you, like mm-hmm. for real, for real. Like practice games, like and it was and this is when I was young, so you know me. Like being not being able to control my feelings, not being able to control my anger, man, I, I, I almost I was going my it's just I, I'm gonna say this, it's to the point where I was I had scouts looking at me when I was young, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even, even want to play football, you feel me? I was just doing it because I knew that I could get my anger out and that you know I could use this sport as something that as an outlet because my biggest thing was. I was angry, and what I used to do when I was angry, I used to just hit stuff. I used to punch stuff, I used to break windows, you know what I'm saying? Put holes in, mm-hmm. in, in walls. And that was just me, like, letting out all my anger and all my energy so that I could be able to exert that energy out and I wouldn't be able to, you know, be mad anymore. Or I could just take that energy out and be like, okay, I'm fine. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't always damage something because when we damage something, my mom would be like, boy, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? She's like, what you what you doing? Like, what you, why you feel like you you don't punch this wall and not not pay for it to get fixed? I'm confused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, you know, I started doing sports. Started then after that, after I got injured in football, I started running. So whenever I, cl- I want to clear my mind, and I still do it to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, I go for a long run. You know, mm-hmm. and that just that helps me when it comes to like clearing my mind, trying to figure out my situation, what I got going on, and just. Gaining back control of what who I am and what I am and what I want to do. 
Nothing is good. It's good. That's a self care. That's a self care. That counts. Well, if, if that's a self care, then man, I'm. <laughs> I run every day. <laughs> <laughs> that counts because it's your mental getaway. Just trying mm-hmm. to regroup. So that, that self care is just regrouping and getting back to where that mental health space or just emotional or whatever the case may be just getting back into that and in tune with your oh. so if that helps you do that that's considered I, could, I consider that healthy oh yeah definitely how can we as a culture help ensure that men have a safe space to express themselves mentally yeah. and emotionally Ooh, can I go first on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, go, go ahead. Go like, as a therapist, like, my thing is, if a man, I don't, you know, I know we're talking about black men in general, but just men in general, yeah, no. if a man yeah. is, if a man is able to come to you and be vulnerable with you, do not use mm-hmm. that against him. Because a lot of times, yeah, it ends up happening. You have, <laughs> you have, you have women, you have women or men, but you have people who will they feel comfortable enough to confide in you, but then they'll turn around as soon as they fall out with you, you make them mad, whatever happens, they turn mm-hmm. and use that against you. And then that's further conditioning that man to be like, this is why I don't tell people stuff because they use it against me. Or, exactly. you know, and so that trust is broken. And for a lot of men, it becomes an issue of, you know, one person ruined it for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, the, that's the truth and uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that I actually definitely agree with that because my biggest thing um, and I realized it was the fact that one person can actually change a man's mindset period you know what I'm saying and men overall like we're simple human beings for real for real like we're simple like and I, I could say for everything you feed us you take care of us or you know what I'm saying you feed us you, you make sure we we well taken care of and you give us what we, you know what I'm saying, what we really need, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact of being able to express ourselves. Like we already have a hard time expressing ourselves. So but we have the opportunity to express ourselves and you're not being receptive of how we want it, how we, how we expect mm-hmm. it to. It's kind of like, okay, now what am I going to do now? You know what I'm saying? Cause like, for example, like for me, one thing that I had uh, a problem with was communication. Like, and I, I could say that like, as, as it's growing, of course, you know, I'm getting better at communication, but that was my biggest, yeah. that was one of my biggest problems. Cause you know, me, I don't, I don't know people. I don't like people like that. I mean, I like people, but I'm not a people person. That makes sense. Like, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not gonna me. be in everybody's face. Yeah, I'm not gonna be in everybody's me. face. Like I was sitting here and read the room before I even be in everybody's face, you know? So it's just like, mm-hmm. when it comes to that, um, and being able to put myself out there. Once I put myself out there and you don't accept me for who I am, it's kind of like, damn, like, you told me this is what you wanted, but then this is not really what you wanted, you know? And mm-hmm. like, for me, like, when I had my past relationship, well, literally my ex, she, she, or somebody I used to talk to, she, she used to tell me, oh, you know, oh, um, you should tell me how you feel. You don't, you don't like to tell me how you feel, you don't like to tell me how you feel. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but then you don't like the truth. So if I tell you how I feel mm-hmm. and I'm telling you the truth, and now you're like, oh, why are you saying that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? So I'm like, I'm telling you how I feel. This is exactly what you wanted. And I'm giving you what you wanted. Now, mm-hmm. now you're looking at me and you're saying, why am I doing that? 
And mm-hmm. when I when that happens, okay, then I'm not gonna do it no more. You know what I'm saying? And that just that mm-hmm. simple. And it literally takes that one just okay, oh you're not accepting it? Alright, then I'm I'm good. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. It takes just that. No, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Like if any everybody takes anything away from this is if you don't hear nothing else, if somebody feels comfortable enough to let to let you be their safe space, don't make them regret that. Yeah. That's the for anybody on that. That's for me and woman kids, you know, an alien from the sky. <laughs> if, if somebody feels comfortable enough to confide in you, don't make them regret that feeling because mm-hmm. it bigger consequences down the line if if they do regret it ultimately. Do you have anything to say on that? On why do you think boys are taught that they shouldn't think- express their emotions? I think the biggest part on why they men, boys are conditioned to that is just historical like the guy says, the priest says, um, it's just it, it's a lot of like societal norms that get started well before we was even thought of. But mm-hmm. the the issue comes in is you tell boys, don't cry, don't do this, but then when they experience emotions that you know, sometimes it's just natural to cry because that's how you feel. Yeah. So, and so it can be depending on how old they are when they finally embrace those feelings or if they ever embrace them, it's harder to feel like it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think it just comes from, even if you look at things from a biblical standpoint, it's like the men did for the women. The women were more, we need to rescue them versus mm-hmm. versus being vulnerable. And then, mm-hmm. especially in the African-American community, it's like, you can't be weak. Da, 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 da. Exactly. Yeah. Being able to hold up that standard, you know, being able to hold up and saying that. And the biggest thing I feel like people, people don't want to make decisions off emotions. So I feel like that's the reason why they kind of like tell a guy like, okay, you can't, you can't feel, you can't. They try to, they try to let you know like, you don't, don't, don't have feelings or don't cry or you know, don't be sad because guess what? When you when you get in those type of feelings, you're gonna automatically think wrong. You're not gonna think logically. You're not gonna think strategically. You're gonna think through emotions. And you're gonna, you're gonna just automatically just act through emotions. And when, I feel like when you act through emotions. Sometimes it may be right, but sometimes it's most of the time, I'd say 75% of the time is wrong because you don't really, you're not really analyzing the situation. It's, it's off of the, just the moment of what's going on. And then, you know what I'm saying? Of what's like, what's happening in that moment of time. And then you just snap, a real, snap it will be snap. And then you just automatically just change up. Like for example, yeah. like me, I know when I was younger, like I had anger issues, you know? And that was like a big thing when I was younger. and. A lot of a lot of my relationships were were kind of canceled because of my anger issues and because of how I reacted through my emotion. And with that being said, it like it showed me that okay, you know, I can't move with emotion. I have to move with knowledge. I have to move with strategic. I have to move it strategically and and analyze the situation by itself, and then be able to move and do what I need to do instead of me sitting here just going through emotions and just automatically like okay, well I'm mad, so I'm gonna be mad at this person. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, but having, being able to give that person control 
or give that other person that 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 benefit of the doubt or having control of, over me and my emotions is another reason I feel like they, they focus on um, not having emotions because you, ne- you never want somebody to control who you are and who you are as a person. So that's, that's, that's from my point of view, that's, that's what I feel like is the reason why um, like as young men or young black men, we, we always were always told or you know to not express ourselves too much because we don't want us to show weakness or you know what I'm saying or so that we, we will have someone else take over um, our emotions or ourselves. Anger is probably like what you're saying, like you know, you you are angry, and the fact that you're aware that a lot of your relationships ended because of your anger is a big step overall. But the fact that a lot of times for boys, especially, anger is the only emotion that they're praised for having because it makes them quote unquote look like a man. And it's like when you're a boy, you you know. You you don't want to be a man. It's like you want to you aspire to you know be a man. So I don't want to say you don't want to be a man, but as a child, as a boy, before you you know before you quote unquote grown, you you should have that experience of feeling like a kid. Like I don't want to always have to be in grown up emotion. Mm-hmm. That can kind of take away from it. Their experience if they're so on guard all the time. It's all right. I like I like that perspective. And Chris, I'm proud that you understand that about yourself. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm gonna be hundred. Like for me, it's, it's a lot of for the past couple of years. I've just been realizing a lot of stuff about myself, and you know, being able to be transparent, just well, not only with everybody else, but I got the most important thing is being transparent with myself. And I, I had mm-hmm. to learn that the hard way, you know, and. I feel like that's just that 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 alone has put me forward into everything I want to do and change my mindset on, on how I view situations as well. We just got a couple more to go, y'all, and then we did. All right. So we all know it's not new, but with. Black Lives Matter and just history in general having those conversations the talk on how to how to carry yourself in public so you're not seen as a threat even though you'll be seen as a threat based off of the color of your skin regardless but just trying to tone it down like especially with the Trayvon Martin case like I know when that happened boys was wearing hoodies all the time but after that you can tell like the shift Mm. in wearing hoodies like no like I just told my little cousin the other day when we went out to eat he had his hoodie on but he had the actual hood on his head I made him take it down like no you can't walk around like that but he not fully aware of why I'm telling him to do that Mm. so did y'all ever have those conversations or with your family? Did they have that conversation with you? Or is it something you just learned? Um, honestly, I feel like it's, it's 
Okay, so I, I'm I grew up in a Caribbean family home, you know, and mm-hmm. everything in the Caribbean family home is you learn the hard way, <laughs> and you mm-hmm. learn it through yourself. So I feel yeah. like when it when it comes to a lot of situations, experience is the most thing, is the best thing. You know what I'm saying? That that's what creates your mindset. That's what creates the type of person who you become or who you want to become is what you what you experience and what you what you do after you experience that that um, that scene, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But um, honestly, uh, I was never told that. I just knew based off of how my, my, my family and everybody else moved. So it's just like I'm very observant. And I'm I'm not a vocal person too much. I'm, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm that person that would peep the scene. And me being mm-hmm. from up north, like, I'm, I'm really don't talk. Like, you know, up north people, they really on some, like, they peep the scene trying to make sure they know their surroundings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... I always have to worry about my surroundings. I always have to worry about what's going on around me, you know, how who is around me and stuff like that. So I pay attention to stuff like that myself. And being being able to and being being in that type of environment and being having to do that stuff has trained me to be, you know, think like, okay, this is how I have to move. Or as well as me being in, in school. Like I can say one thing I love about my university is the fact that they used to teach us how to dress. But prior to me, mm-hmm. prior to me going to my university, I didn't dress up. I'm not even gonna lie. I did not dress up. <laughs> I was I was that guy that, you know what I'm saying? I, of course I had my little style and stuff, but I was really on some like, okay, I'm gonna wear whatever I wanna wear when I, when I wanna wear it, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't I didn't care about any colors or any of that stuff like that. Like I didn't care about mm-hmm. that stuff. But when when it came to like being at my university and how um they held a standard. When they gave us that standard, okay, you have to be just like this, this, and this. I was like, okay, maybe this is a time. This is this is a sign for me to change up how I move, change up how I, you know, how I look, how I, how I, how I present myself to different people because you never know who you're gonna run into. And I realized after that moment in time that at any moment in time you can run into anybody. Because I, when I was in school, I ran into billionaires, trillionaires, people that you would never think, you know, just just on the street, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just the fact of when they saw me present myself and how I presented myself, they was like they respected me in a different way than if somebody was to just, you know, walk up to them and be like, Oh, how you doing? I know you from this place and you know what I'm saying, I wanna I wanna get to know you or I wanna network with you. They actually looked at me like, Okay, this 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 guy or this kid right here, he looks like he has something going for him. Let me just see if if, if I can be of assistance or of guidance for this this one kid. You know what I'm saying? Or let me see or how I could be of help for this one kid to help this person grow. And that that's how I that's how I moved when it, when it came to certain like things like that. But honestly, I do feel that um it, it is a struggle. Like it, it's a struggle because um like when it when it when it comes to just how people move and how people view you, a lot of people like like my like Oyan said prior, um, a lot of people they they like to be fashion, you know, like to be within the scenes, like to you know be with everyone else. But I'm not that type mm-hmm. of person, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a person that that like to be by myself, like to be my own individual person, and I'm a unique individual. So being that, I that's the type of mindset that I keep. But everyone else, everyone else, you know, may seem may be different. Mm-hmm. Elena, like, of course, I'm never gonna understand it from a black yeah. male perspective, and I, you know, yeah. But for myself, what 
made me a little bit more on edge with, with those things. I have a, my brother is around the same age of Trayvon and um, Jordan Davis, who was a case here in Jacksonville. So for me, it just made me hyper vigilant with him. Like if he, cause you know, he's driving, my brother, I mean, he's 26 now, so he's an adult. But it's like, if I don't hear from him, I, my yeah. mind tends to go to the words. Um, yeah. Sometimes, and I just like if I if I hear something bad on the news and it, it's in his age yeah. group, I automatically go to be like, oh, I hope they find out. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like. So for me, it just made me more hyper vigilant. Of I was already a protective big sister, but yeah. it it made me be more like aware. And then with my boyfriend. Like I, I, I'm mm-hmm. always conscious of him because he lives in a city where, you know, we in the south. So it, yeah, any, any any little thing you do can be looked at as aggressive or you know you're not comfortable. Yeah. So it's not yeah. hyper vigilant. I would say that. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode. This is episode 10, the end of season one of Concealed Scars. Make sure y'all tune in for season two of Concealed Scars. I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee. I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee. I secure the bag, chasing the check in your city. I secure the bag, chasing the check in your city. Now they mad at me, cause now they mad at me, cause I got what they need, but I got what they need, but I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. Jump on it, jump on the way. Jump on it.
He said, well, I wanna know your name and take you to the spot I said, nah, he said, why? I said, cause I got a guy He said, you do, said, not really But I'd rather tell a lie than to be kicking it with you Thought it'd be easy, now did you? You are dismissed out of Zibu He asked me, what is my issue? I said, I'm bad and I know it He said, I'm bad and I show it I said, that's all that I'm saying now That's all the attention I'm paying now I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee, yeah. I secure the bag, chasing a check in your city, yeah. Now they mad at me, cause I got what they need, but I'll let you in on a secret. Jump on it, jump on the way. Jump on it, jump on it, jump on the way. I'm tryna, I'm telling you how to play. Jump on it, if you just jump on the way, jump on the way.